1: Happy Friday, everybody.
0: Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast, brought to you by Jockeying Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. It's the girls! It's Mac and it's (laughs) Kirsten. Kirsten, we're in the new studio,
1: finally! (laughs) Hey! New look for us! For the last show that's gotten the opportunity to use the studio, but man, the wait was well worth it
0: i'm mildly offended but it's fine they save the best for last as they say um but we have to say a huge thank you to more furniture for hooking up our new studios with this amazing furniture the studios look amazing if you guys haven't seen our studio tour video over on our instagram account or any of the pictures on our twitter account go check those out our friends at more furniture really hooked us up the furniture is beautiful and is the perfect complement to our studio space. And if you're looking for furniture for your home, go check out their fall sale going on right now at morefurniture.com. Woo.
1: Things are comfy too. Yeah,
0: very comfy. I'm all settled in.
1: All right. We're so glad you guys are joining
0: us. So Welcome into the show. Everyone in the comments, we're glad to see you. Make sure you comment along with
1: us during the whole show so we can include your thoughts and opinions as well. I'm glad we have these comfy chairs to sit in because we have an uncomfortable conversation to have. We've been having it all week as a community, as a company here at PHNX, um, and that is the news surrounding Suns owner Robert Sarver, who was fined $10 million and suspended a year following the NBA's investigation into allegations of workplace abuse, which included racist and misogynistic behavior. So... That happened on Tuesday and the story continues to unfold throughout the week and will continue to unfold as well. I'm sure we have not seen the uh, full fallout um, from this, not even close. So uh, we're going to get into kind of how this storyline has progressed. Um, with people continuing to speak out, who has spoken out. But first, I wanna give us an opportunity to get up on our soapbox. Michaela, you can go first. uh, And just get off our chest what we need to get off.
0: Just sad. I'm sad for the employees of the Phoenix Suns that had to go through everything that they endured that we all learned about through this investigation. This report was really hard for me to read because I empathize so heavily, especially with the women that work for the team working in sports. It's not glamorous as many people as glamorous as many people may assume. The schedule is grueling nights, weekends, holidays, the positions are very often underpaid. And yet that's something we all sign up for because for many of us working in sports is a dream. And unfortunately, for many people in the Suns organization that dreamed turned into a nightmare. I can't. I cannot imagine what it was like to have your dream taken and ruined by the owner of the team. Someone with so much money, power, and influence that not even his own HR department was willing to truly expose and report what was happening behind the scenes. Robert Starver had a duty to the organization he owns to create and foster a safe and productive environment, and he failed. He failed every single person in that organization for multiple reasons. The human resource department failed them and the league failed them. I commend each and every person who was brave enough to step up and speak out against the racist and misogynistic behavior that they witnessed. I know it wasn't easy and for many of them, their dream of working in sports was ruined forever. And to them, I say this, you did the right thing accountability these days is rare. And even though the league didn't deliver the justice that was owed, you still held Sarver accountable. And that's what matters.
1: Yeah, well said. I think I echo a lot of your points. My mind doesn't immediately get drawn towards what was handed down as punishment. It's more so just Feelings of empathy towards all the employees that had to endure his behavior. And I would like to encourage everyone who has any sort of an opinion on the entire situation to make sure you go and actually read the report of the investigation's findings, because I had formulated an opinion already based on things that had been said and leaked you know, in different articles and things like that before the report came out. So I felt like I had a good idea of exactly what went on. And boy, was I wrong. I it stopped me in my tracks, jaw on the ground when I was reading the details of that report. It was far worse than I imagined. And so I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, the NBA got it right or they got it wrong with a punishment. Uh, you know, Adam Silver came out and said that he couldn't take the team away from him. And I think anything less than that is not going to suffice for most people. So, you know, how do you even put a punishment that fits the crime in this situation anyways? Um, Like, how do you how do you punish somebody for probably the large amount of trauma that he's caused, you know, hundreds of people at this point? Like, how do you put a price on that? So, you know, I I don't want to worry too much about the punishment as more so just saying like, you know, my heart goes out to all the people who are walking around with trauma, with false narratives about who they are and their worth in the workplace because of the way that they were treated and the narratives that were created under Robert Sarver's culture. My heart goes out to every single one of them. And my hope is that others don't lose hope, lose faith um, in the sons as a whole. Um, anyone who's worked for a sports team or an organization or worked in sports, like don't lose hope that, you know, that this is how everybody is. um, And that we continue to hold him accountable. You know, I hope that Robert Starver knows and feels the pain that he has caused to others uh, because of his, you know, inappropriate sense of humor at times and lack of, you know, thinking about anybody else except for himself. So, you know, my hope, I guess, is just that, um, you know, everybody who, worked for the sons endured any of this that they are supported and that our hearts do go out to them and they're not their opinions what they went through is not being dismissed and that Robert starver genuinely not just like oh this is BS you know I, I you know I may have done these things and I'm just gonna take my gear, and you know everybody else can uh, you know, like, they're they're over-dramatizing this, or, like, what? Like, I hope that he genuinely, genuinely realizes the effect that he had on so many people's lives. Um, and that, man, it's just, like, at what point do you stop saying we need to be better? Um, this guy needs to be held accountable, and I, I hate it for our entire community and for the Suns organization, because the team brings so much joy to the community, and to have something like this now looming over any, anybody that's connected to that franchise in any way is it just it just sucks. And so,, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say. We're gonna get into the to the fallout of it, but I felt like we just needed to step on that soapbox and get some things off our chest to start.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think both you and I share the sentiment that um, our hearts go out to the employees, and um you know, we we commend you for what you did and how you spoke up because um, speaking up is the hardest thing to do. but I think, hopefully what we see from this and for especially the employees, there is some sort of change. And I know change is hard and it's not easy and it might take time, but more than anything that I hope that what they did is rewarded with a better environment for them because nobody deserves to feel demeaned. Nobody should be spoken that to in the way that Sarver spoke to them. It is unacceptable on every level. And I just hope that um, we see change because they deserve the change and like I yeah, said, the and it was. Could, it's the far worse.
1: Again, if you have not read the report, go read it. It is far worse than just words that were spoken. I mean, it's really jacked up, some of the stuff that went on. Chris makes a good point. This is about Merck as well. Don't forget that he is also the owner of the Phoenix Mercury. And the a lot of employees are, you know, they obviously are in the same environment. And so whether it's about the Suns or the Phoenix Mercury, uh, they both... We're under the same ownership here, so it's important to also remember all of the Mercury employees as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So we've continuously seen uh, people, entities begin to come out and speak out against the league uh, punishment. Again, that was a year suspension and a ten million dollar fine. That fine was the maximum amount that Adam Silver could hand down, um, and he, you know, kind of defended his punishment saying that that was, you know, I I don't have the right to take away the team. And that was pretty much the most that we could do. So obviously people uh, feel that the NBA missed the mark on this. LeBron James tweeting uh, read through the Sarver stories a few times. Now I got to be honest, our league definitely got this wrong. I don't need to explain why y'all read the stories and decide for yourself or read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before, and I'm going to say it again. There's no place in the league for that kind of behavior uh, and then he goes on to say there's no place for misogyny, sexism, racism in any workplace. Doesn't matter if you hold, if you own the team or play for the team. We hold our league up as an example of our values. And this ain't it. Uh, Chris Paul came out uh, and tweeted about it as well. Obviously, he's the Phoenix Sun and one of the faces of the Players Association, of the entire NBA. So for him to speak out was pretty big. Uh, like many others, I reviewed the report. I was and am horrified and disappointed by what I read. This conduct, especially towards women, is unacceptable and must never be repeated. I am of the view that sanctions fell short in truly addressing what we can all agree was an, was atrocious behavior. My heart goes out to all the people that were affected. So uh, Players Association, um, uh, Mayor Kate Gallego, uh, of Phoenix, as along with city council members, um, have spoken out. Jam Najafi, who's a minority team owner has since, um, spoken out. And then PayPal, I think is the, f- the first of probably, and probably not the last, uh, who have come out and said they're not renewing their contract if Sar- Sarver be, uh, remains the owner of this team. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think we've seen even the beginning of, of all of this yeah i think this is just the
0: beginning and i'm really really glad that there are players in the league that are speaking out because i think it shows like lebron said like this is the organization that like they represent and if they're not happy with something that's going on like they need to speak out and they need to speak up and I mean, LeBron is the king of the NBA right now. And so to have him say something, to have Chris Paul say something, a player who is very important to this team, who is a leader for this team, who is a player under Sarver speak out is also incredibly important. And I think it just goes along with the theme of what we've been talking about. This whole segment is that, you know, you you uh, the people that are speaking out, your voices matter for too long. Sarver operated this way in silence and he had the power and by speaking out it's a way to take that power back and they have a right to speak out especially if they don't think that what the league did was enough to punish Sarver. like paypal coming out now and saying that they're not gonna have their sponsor patches on the jerseys if Sarver is the owner i think is huge like talk about putting your money where your mouth is like that's paypal saying look we're not standing for this type of behavior in this environment and we're willing to take away our sponsorship if that doesn't change so like you said, I don't think this is the first, I think this is just the beginning of a very long list of people that are going to come out and say something because they should, this needs to be spoken up about. We can't be okay with this. We can't just look at it and say it is what it is. Like things need to change. They have to change. And just being complacent and standing by isn't enough. You People need to speak out. People need to say stuff because he needs to be held accountable even more than what the employees have done already. So um, I don't think it's the last time we're going to be Seeing whether it's organizations or players speak out against what's happening here.
1: So, I want to get into uh, exactly what Mayor Kate Gallego tweeted out because I, uh, she seems to be seeking. If there's anything more that she can do as well or the city of Phoenix can do, uh, of course, expressing that she's appalled by the actions um, substantiated in the investigation uh, and, you know, just mentioning that uh, the the lack of organizational safeguards to protect the victims of these acts and hold their uh, perpetrators accountable. Um, is disappointing. But then goes on to say that the actions outlined in this report do not represent the values of this city. We call on the NBA to take action required to ensure the behavior is stopped and to reform culture that allowed the actions to occur. And then also that she is going to seek to see if there's anything that the city can take. Um, And Espo tweeted out yesterday, you know, mentioning that, you know, there there was money that was poured into renovating the arena to be what it is now. I mean, is Mm -hmm. there something... Uh, is there something that the city of phoenix can do and so uh, that is that's a big deal for them to come out um that with mayor and then city council members as well that came to formulate this press release and make a huge statement yeah i mean it, it's vital it, it reminds people too that like even if you
0: aren't working for the suns or part of the sun's organization in that sense like you still have a say in this because you live in the city of phoenix and A part of what the money that you pay for of your taxes went to help renovate the arena. So like everybody who is here has a voice in this problem and should be, you know, saying something because it affects everybody, even if you're not directly involved with the organization. It truly does.
1: So one more thing to get to this um, was kind of the latest person that we heard from, and that is minority owner Jam Najafi, as I mentioned um, he sent out a letter to Phoenix Suns employees, uh, an open letter, and says, due to the NBA's investigation and findings, I have no choice but to speak up on behalf of the hundreds of you that have been impacted by your interactions with Robert Sarver and resulting investigation of this co- of his conduct. I first and foremost want to give my deepest thanks to all of you who garner the courage to share your experiences as difficult as it may have been to help piece together a clearer picture of what work life must have been like for you over these past 18 years. Similar conduct by any CEO, executive director, president, teacher, coach of any other position of leadership would warrant immediate termination. The fact that Robert Sarver owns the team does not give him a license to treat others differently than any other leader. The fact that anyone would find him fit to lead because of his ownership position is forgetting that NBA teams belong to the communities they serve. Team investigators are merely temporary stewards uh, or sorry, team investors are temporarily stewards. If we as sports leaders are not held to the same standards, then how can we expect a functional society with integrity and respect on any level? We owe it to you, employees, players, partners, and your families to provide the same positive workplace environment we would require of any other business. I cannot in good judgment, sit back and allow our children and future generations of fans Uh, think that this behavior is tolerated because of wealth and privilege. Therefore, in accordance with my commitment to helping eradicate any form of racism, sexism, and bias, as vice chairman of the Phoenix Suns, I am calling for the resignation of Robert Sarver. While I have no interest in becoming the managing partner, I will work tirelessly to ensure the next team steward treats all stakeholders with dignity, professionalism, and respect. So you have your first person connected with the Phoenix Sons a minority owner who is calling for Robert Sarver's re- resignation. So that might be the strongest statement that we have seen come out this week so far. Yeah, I mean, geez, he did not mince any words in that statement. He made it very
0: clear what he stands for and what he would like to see happen. And good on him. I hope the other stakeholders and minority owners of this team, including Larry Fitzgerald, come out and say something about this because. I don't see a world unless a ton of sponsors pull out where a changing of the tide in terms of ownership happens unless more of these people who have considerable stakes in this team come out and say something. So I hope he was just one of the first dominoes that will fall in terms of the managing partners and the minority stakeholders that will come out and also request for a change of leadership because I think that's the fastest path to getting Starver out as owner and at this point i think that's what needs to be done i don't think Starver should own the team anymore i don't want to see him as the owner of the team anymore and come hell or high water whatever has to happen it needs to happen because i think it's time that the suns have a new owner
1: yeah i mean i agree for some reason i remain hesitant i feel like he needs to take accountability responsibility and there be repercussions for this um I think that there is still potentially, I mean, I don't think other people are going to allow it. I think there's going to be so much pressure on him to resign that eventually that's just what's going to have to happen because I don't know if there's a way for him to get back into good graces with the community, with stakeholders, with, I mean, I don't know. I don't know that there's like a redemption story to be had and for him to remain the owner of the Phoenix Suns. I am not going to call for him to no longer be the the owner of the team. Um, simply because I always want to make sure that I give leeway for there to be some amount of uh, grace to change your ways. And um, again, I'm not saying that that is even possible at this point, um, but for sure, for sure, um, probably more, if not, his resignation needs to happen in response to all of this. And the big question that's looming right now, too, that goes – kind of hand-in-hand hand with all of this. Obviously, it's not more important than the the trauma that has happened due to his actions, but what does this mean for the Phoenix Suns as a team as we are a couple of weeks away from them beginning training camp and heading into a season? Is this going to be something that looms over the team? And, you know, like that's another conversation that could continue on. Is this going to bleed into, I mean, do these players want to play for the Phoenix Suns if Robert Starver remains team owner? Like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know either. I think, you know, nobody truly knows except for the players in the locker room. Obviously, the news of this broke during last season while they were playing. Um, and to me, they did a good job of managing On the court and off the court stuff so i'm sure that trend will continue um it probably will also be easier going out on the court knowing that robert at least for now is suspended for a year and won't be there and um you know won't be in charge of making some decisions for at least a year so hopefully that kind of eases their minds a little bit but um yeah i mean i'm all for forgiveness but he can work on himself and not be the owner of the
1: phoenix suns so i'll just leave it at that (laughs) Um all right well always uh, it's never easy to transition out of a c- tough conversation like that um but we do want to make sure that we let you know about one of our sponsors uh, here at PHNX, which is Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports events, to concerts, to shows. Mac, we're going to a concert next weekend. I kind of wish that we would not have bought the tickets in advance and used game so use Game Time. I didn't even think oh. about it. I know. I think about it every time I think about Game Time. We had a, we had a, a, a mutual friend buy the tickets. Had it been me that bought them, I would have said, okay, let's check game time and let's uh, let's push the, the ticket purchase back a little bit so that we could take advantage to up to 60% off on tickets when you buy them last minute. It is great for um, all the procrastinators out there, but also anybody just looking for a good deal. Nobody really likes to pay full price, especially when it comes to the price of admission to sporting events, to concerts, to shows, things like that. So if you love PHNX, Uh, You're going to love game time as well. We certainly do. It is the best way to support us. It's to buy your tickets through the link in the description. That goes for Cardinals games, ASU games, upcoming Suns games when their season kicks off. Um, Anything that you might purchase tickets for, game time is your place. Uh, speaking of our mutual friend buying our tickets Carl, from- I just Carl. threw you onto the bus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, make sure you click that link in the description to get your tickets. You can get them to anything that Chirsten mentioned. We highly recommend it because you'll save a lot of money. But Chirsten, uh, <laughs> we need to do a temperature check on the Arizona Cardinals because good God almighty. What was that game? <laughs> uh, oh, the season did not get off to the star that we were hoping for Chirsten, to say the least. Um,
1: it was pretty bad. It was um unwatchable and unfortunate. Um the all the other unfortunate thing was that Seattle was the only NFC West team to win. Uh, in their season opener. So, um, that's a a whole other story in and of itself, but yeah, I mean, whether it was lack of preseason snaps, which is a big narrative, at least around media that's speaking about the performance, um, or practicing the right way with attention to detail, which is more of the internal conversation, um, at least what the team is telling us. I don't know what they're telling themselves, but what the team seems to be telling uh, me- local media is that, uh, you know, it just like we weren't practicing the right way. We weren't paying enough attention to detail um, as if that's going to really turn things around and get them on the right track because their issues far surpass any sort of practicing habits, in my opinion, although sure, maybe that's something that you can shore up, um, but you still have uh, players missing and other situations that are going to be very concerning moving forward as they uh, play the Raiders this weekend. So uh, it's, you know, like it kind of hits you right in the face because you're so excited for this team and have such high hopes and you've got guys on new contracts, including Kyler. And, um, you know, heading into this season, at least for the season opener, I, I think we all were like, whoa like i didn't think they were going to win that game but i didn't think it was going to be like this so it was jarring to see and now we don't know like what's going to happen but
0: then after i like digested the loss a little bit more i took a step back and i was like that was kind of predictable because You know, you already mentioned that they talked about like, oh, like we didn't, we weren't prepared in practice, blah, 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 blah. But I really think that that game was a culmination and the evidence of the terrible offseason that the Cardinals had and the fact that Steve Kimes sat on his hands during the offseason and didn't acquire the help that they needed at so many different positions on this team. I think they're lacking positional depth in key areas, obviously the secondary being one of them. Um, I think, you know, there was a, a, obviously very much, uh, evidence of unpreparedness on the field. I don't really think Isaiah Simmons knew what was going on the entire time during that football game. Neither did David Collins. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I had my hopes high to start the season and I think it was a little bit unrealistic because, um, I think if you take a step back, you can kind of see the holes in this team for what they are. And I don't really know how it's going to get any better um Trayvon Mullen is still out for this game so once again we're going to be seeing Isaiah Simmons all over the field unfortunately um and it's just it's unfortunate I think it was a gut check that uh I don't know if it's going to get better anytime soon obviously I think you know the Chiefs as an as an opponent are a monster um obviously we saw that again on Thursday night football so credit to the credit where credit is due the Chiefs are in a great football team um and hopefully you know some adjustments can be made to address some of those uh, glaring holes in positions. But I mean, geez, like, holy cow, I don't... I'm feeling much less optimistic, as you can tell.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of my big takeaways was the disappointing performances by former first-round draft picks Isaiah Simmons and Zaven Collins. Um, Isaiah Simmons, rough game. Um, and as you mentioned, Trayvon Mullen is still out, and that forces Isaiah Simmons to play um, a-, a role that is not his... Um, Typical strength in that slot corner. And so there's nothing they can really do about it. In addition to, he's wearing the green dot, which is something that, like, you green dot, green dot, green dot, green dot. It's like I'm sick of hearing about that, but uh, he's still trying to figure out how to be that guy and also play in a position that is not his best position to play. Now he came in as this Swiss army knife. So you could say, well, if he's that guy, he should be able to play anywhere on the defense. That's what he was pitched as no. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's, he's obviously has only progressed so far. And if he should be, Uh, playing in a different position um, and he cannot because of depth issues, that was something that should have been addressed. Obviously, nobody could have anticipated that Antonio Hamilton would have had this sort of freak accident that he had. But, you know, we knew all along heading into this season, you got to address the depth at corner. And when stuff like this happens, you have a freak accident. I mean, it could have been a freak accident in practice, Um, you know, and, and, and then you've got, you know, one of your other depth pieces in Trayvon Mullen down too. It's just like, you have to move guys around. And unfortunately there is no quick fix for that because you just don't have the personnel. Another issue that's, you know, going on on the offensive side of things is Rondell Moore is still out. They've got four receivers. Andy (laughs) Isabella was injured, uh, working out. And so now, you know, even your, the weapons that you have on offense, uh, you're limited with because, you know, whether injuries or suspensions and things like that. So, um, and, you know, as I mentioned, I don't think practice, like a, even though good weeks of practice are essential, uh, is going to cure what the issues are on this team. JJ Watt is supposed to make his season debut, which is good. Glad to have him back, but I don't know that JJ Watt at this point in his career is going to be the difference maker and really put the team on his back on defense and, uh, you know, be this difference maker that they need to, they need him to be. So um, I'll just be curious to see what happens against the Raiders. I am not confident at this point that they're going to be able to get a win. Yeah, I don't know if I think I'm
0: going to write them in a pencil and as a win either. Just kind of going back to what you said about uh, JJ. I don't think, you know, JJ is going to be the saving grace that many think that he will be. I think he's uh, injury prone and I think he's still not 100% going back out there on the field. So (laughs) I'm not I'm not expecting much from this football game. Um, Another interesting thing to watch is Chandler Jones will be on the field, Chirsten, but not with the Cardinals, obviously. Yeah,
1: Kyler will need to watch out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's to say the least. Um,
0: And if there is anything to say about uh, how you perform against your former team, I'm sure Chandler Jones is walking into that game with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. So uh, I would be a little worried if I was Kyler Murray in his (laughs) O-line.
1: Yeah, um, Jan Paul Edward, or is it John Paul Edward de Dios making two uh, points here. One, Isaiah is a hybrid. Yeah, he, he he fills a hybrid role. Um, and so I don't know if your point is to say, like, what he's currently doing or what he should be doing, um, but case in point, it just hasn't been working. Um, nope. He's, I don't think at this point he's really reached his full potential, whether it was previously or in the season opener. Um, and then Isaiah will have a rough game against Waller. Yeah, I mean he's he's there to cover tight ends, and you've got Darren Waller, another great tight end that he's going to be going up against uh, on Sunday as well. That's going to be challenging to stop. Um, so yeah, some great points there. There's going to be certainly going to be challenges in this matchup, and right now they're five point underdogs on the DraftKings sportsbook app. So um, you know, I, it's first road game of the year um, in Vegas, and. They got a good week of practice under their belt, so now if they have, if they go out and they you know shit the bed the way that they did in their season opener, they're he not going to have.
0: Wait, hold the phone. I was going to say you know, not you won't say shitstorm, but you're going to talk about a shit in the bed. What are we doing here? I
1: don't know. You just say I just, curse word. I woke up feeling a little spicy this morning. Woke up
0: feeling dangerous. I don't know what to say. Sean, you better cliff that so we have that as video evidence. <laughs> Absolutely I'm, not. I'm, I'm going I'm to rip the audio off. Absolutely not. I'm going to rip the audio <laughs> off and put it here in ecam. So whenever she you guys are self-censors, no, I'm going to just be like, it's just going to be saying no, 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 shit. No, no, no,
1: That's it. Now that I know that that
0: is who I work with, never mind. <laughs> um, okay, well, you know Tirsten is upset when she doesn't hold back and drops a shit bomb on the, st- on the show. You didn't have to phrase it like that. She didn't drop oh, a shit bomb. No. She just said <laughs> shit. Well, that's what it was. It's like the F bomb, but the you know the S bomb. <laughs> I suppose, yeah.
1: Uh, You're dead. Yeah, you guys well, are dead to they, me.
0: I'm glad they came out and said that they practice well, so no more
1: practice excuses. And to yeah, be whoever into. made the whoever made the uh, the comment, we're talking about practice. Yeah, we've been talking about practice all week long, and I cannot ever say that word and not think about that, uh, quote. So, yes.
0: <laughs> well, like Tiersten said, the Cardinals, they are five point underdogs on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, which we all know how Vegas feels about the Cardinals. But if you want to go against what Vegas says, you're more than welcome to do that. If you go ahead and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, um, I don't know where I'm going to be putting my money yet, Tiersten. I haven't decided. I think I need to take a day and sit down and go through the app and see, uh, what they've got for me with this Cardinals Raiders game. But I think uh, the spread at five is pretty good. I feel like that's a generous, a nice little, uh, a nice little uh, gift from Vegas. If you want to put your money on that, are you going to be betting on anything this weekend,
1: Tierson? Probably betting on the Cardinals to not win this game because I'm not feeling uh, great about it. To be honest, with you. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest. Like it's not what I want. But It's what I think is going to happen. And uh, if you agree or disagree with me, but still want to put your money on something, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now using that promo code PHNX. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly as an added bonus. um, I think that was for last week. Um, No added bonus this week. (laughs) Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using that promo code PHNX. Bet on any team to win, uh, and you're going to get free bets for signing up using that promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Speaking of the Cardinals game, if you don't have any plans and you're looking for a place to
0: go... Boy, do we have good news for you. Come on down to Four Peaks Brewery in Tempe this Sunday, the 18th at 1230 as the Cardinals take on the Raiders in Las Vegas. We will be at Four Peaks hanging out, watching the game. You, the tickets are $5, but you get a free beer. And we will also be giving away Cardinals tickets at the game or at the watch party sorry um so it's gonna be a great time we're gonna be there we're gonna be partying and taking shots um maybe multiple depending on how this game goes <laughs> there will be drink specials and there is a 220 inch screen for you to watch the game on so definitely come out to this come hang out with us it's gonna be a great time you can check the link in our description to get your tickets or go to any of our Twitter pages um, you must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks if you're there, obviously. And please, as always, enjoy responsibly. I'm super excited for this watch party, Cheersin, because at least if things go south, we are surrounded by Four Peaks to make ourselves and chicken tendies to make ourselves feel better. Um, and that is a silver lining. We can eat <laughs> and drink our sorrows away. We sure can. Oh, all right, Cheersin. I don't know about you, but... Topics today—they've been a little sad, a little heavy—and I think I need a little levity. So I have to ask you, Tiersten, did you see this? This is where we go around the internet, and I show you some things that you may or may not have seen, and we will react and give us, give you our opinions on whatever I have to show you. I don't know why that just took me so long to explain, but it's fine. We're we here now. understood. We we we're we uh, we're picking up what you're putting down. I took the long way around, but I landed the plane eventually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tirsten, as we know, our near and are not. He's not near anymore. Oh my God. I just need to get to the point. As we know, what did you see? <laughs> our beloved Larry Fitzgerald is an analyst on ESPN Monday Night Football. And he took the field to do a little bit of a, a pregame show with his crew. And uh, they, they were having a good time out there, obviously on the field. And someone suggests that Larry catch a pass. So, you know, here he is taking his jacket off mounting to the challenge he goes out he takes a couple steps stutter step the pass beautiful by the way a spiral dime and look at this larry catches it into the end zone just like he never retired because technically he didn't but he's not playing football anymore and i don't know about you tierson but i've seen enough get that man back in uniform suit up fits
1: <laughs> i'm kind of offended that he would do that in front of arizona fans like i know like what a tease like we're still grieving over here did you have to show off like that and show off that you're you know i don't know still a receiver on and you kept to catch a pass on an nfl field like that on live tv nationally televised i'm offended why you would rub that in our faces okay (sighs) Oh, yeah. I mean, seeing Fitz back
0: out there, obviously, I'm glad he's doing well and he is still using his talents to be an analyst for ESPN. But damn that hurt. I was like, Oh, Fitz, you could have kept going like you still have time. It just kind of cut a little deep. And obviously the Cardinals can use all the help that they can get right now. So I don't know about you, but I was having some more flashbacks and I, I was ready to go and find Fitz myself and have him suit back up to help the Cardinals.
1: um Um, brian bringing up a point larry can't even say poo about the sarver convo now wtf yeah i mean i think when we when we think about larry right now um here locally we're just thinking about his connection to the Suns as a minority owner and somebody who originally came out and defended robert sarver um Mm -hmm. you know people want to hear him come out and speak i mean i think larry um likes to kind of um keep the peace and so i'll be interested to see if he comes out and says something against starver or if he's just like you know what i really do not want to um get involved in this um but boy a lot of people would like to see him step up
0: yes there are a lot of things that we wish to see from fitz and that is definitely one of them well, I have another thing for you to look at, too. I don't know if you saw this or not, and I'm maybe guessing that you didn't, because I don't think you listened to his music. But the rapper, Jack Harlow, was in town this past week and he had a concert here in Phoenix. And if you didn't know, Jack Harlow is a huge sports fan. He loves basketball. He made a cameo in the upcoming um what's that movie with the Space Jam? Yeah, Space Jam. <laughs> Totally forgot what I don't know speech. this guy. So, I don't I don't know. Okay, so you probably didn't see it then. Well, he was at his concert, he paused for a minute and he had none other than Devin Booker come up on stage and uh D-Book t- took a nice little shot at the basketball hoop that was a part of his set prep and uh, he drained it cheerson which i will say i'm very glad he did do because imagine the embarrassment if you are at this concert with jack harlow and everybody knows you're devin booker and you get up there to take the shot and you whiff
1: it yeah he very.
0: (laughs) it was a a pretty good shot it was from deep
1: like i'm pretty sure that was at least a three so i'm glad he showed off a little bit (laughs) there's a lot of pressure there in outside of your like normal element of playing the game to on stage in front of an entire audience of concert goers to drain a shot like that. He could have shot a brick, bounced in off the rim into the crowd. How embarrassing was that? I mean, that like, I would be mortified. It's like there's no coming I, back from that. You I have to shoot another away. I would have passed away.
0: I would have had to just walk away from basketball at that point. Like, if I'm Devin Booker, who is one of the best shooters in this league, and I have missed, nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going into a hole, and I'm not coming out. <laughs> I don't
1: care. I would be like halt the concert if it takes me ten shots. Of course, we know that it would not take Devin Booker ten shots to make one. But like, if it took me ten, I would be like, no, 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 we're not. I'd have the whole audience involved, like counting down three, two, one before I shot. Like whatever it was going to take, I would take over the whole concert before, I, and I would have to make the shot and redeem myself. Oh,
0: well, thankfully, oh, Brian, uh, Abdallah in the comments saying his girlfriend might have dumped him. LOL. I don't know. If Kendall Jenner is that savage. Um, I think there are some many other redeeming qualities of Devin Booker that might have saved him. But- I don't think that's a dumpable offense, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Kirsten. one more for you. And unfortunately, I don't have any highlights for you because, um, well, I'll just leave it at that. But we do have something to talk about. That was awesome yesterday. Our friend, Dre Jamison made his major league debut for the, uh, the, Arizona diamondbacks. And boy, was it something else? I'm so fired up about this because I'm so excited about the future of this team. Dre Jamison pitched seven innings with only two hits, not a single earned run, a one walk, and five strikeouts and Tirsten, oh my God, I am freaking amped about this. If you couldn't tell, because the baby backs are here. The future of the team is on the way. Things are looking up for the D and I'm so excited. And this is just one other piece of the puzzle that we needed to fall into place. And I am so excited for him and his major league debut going so well, because I think this is just, like I said, another piece to the baby backs puzzle.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Diamondbacks are just hitting on all of these prospects. Every time a new guy is called up, he impresses and he does what he's supposed to do and what we all hope that he would do. Um, I know we were talking about it yesterday. This guy, uh, you know, could potentially be a bullpen, bullpen guy, like not sure of like how he would do and uh, you know exceeded expectations in my opinion so it's great to see one baby back after another get brought up and shine on the big stage and um, you just know, sort of one more reason that we have to look forward to the future of this franchise yeah there were so many things to be excited about his command of the ball he had
0: upper 90 90 uh, 98 uh, with his velocity which is super cool to see um, so I love that um, when we debut pitchers, it's against the San Diego Padres and the San Diego Padres lose. Uh, this is actually the second time this year a pitcher has debuted. Ryan Nelson debuted against the Padres and he also got the win that day. So I don't know what it is about the Padres, but the Diamondbacks have cursed them with their <laughs> major league debut, pitch, or their pitchers making their major league debut. Um, but I'm here for it. I love it. I'm so glad for them. And I just can't wait, Cherson. I'm super excited for this team. Um, they need pitching depth. They have struggled historically with developing pitching. So any sign that things are on the right track when it comes to their pitchers, that's a good sign. I will gladly take it. Um, And I really start, I'm really excited about this team because I think the fruit of the labor of this rebuild and the retooling and the heartbreak of the trades like Goldie are all starting to show and to pay off. And the farm system that Hazen built is really starting to come to life which is really cool to see because it obviously takes a while in baseball to uh, see these kinds of things happen so congrats to dre if you didn't know we are going to be having his teammate jake mccarthy on the d-back show today live at 2 30 in studio jake mccarthy is going to be here so don't miss that because that is going to be a great interview jake mccarthy is a great human being and he just got to hang out with campaign uh at the game a couple of days ago so i'm sure he'll have lots of funny stories to tell about hanging out with campaign but, yeah, Cheerson, that's uh, that's all I got
1: for you. I hope that made you feel a little bit happier. <laughs> yeah, and while we're plugging uh, content with Diamondback players, if you go check out the story, an episode that dropped on Wednesday that I did with Stone Garrett, another one of those really exciting baby backs that we've gotten the uh, fortunate opportunity to see play and get called up this year. Um, he has a great story of how he made it to the bigs, a story of perseverance, a story of... Uh, you know, how you're able to make connections when you treat everybody with respect, regardless of what position they have. Um, There's just a lot to learn from his story. And uh, the more we know about these guys' backgrounds, I think the more that we appreciate what they do on the field as well. So uh, if you go to PHNX, the story dropped a podcast on Wednesday with Stone Garrett. Um, So I encourage you guys to go check that one out as well. It is phenomenal. I highly recommend you listen to
0: it. And I'm not just saying that because Tiersen can hear me right now. (laughs) Uh, um, Well, Tiersen, if you want to get in on some fantasy action, including with baseball, I want to tell you and everybody else, I know you already know this, but it's fine. I want to tell you about the easiest and the most fun way to spice up your sports seasons. It's underdog fantasy and their pick'em game. You can just look for your favorite or your least favorite players their stats and you can pick between two and five for your pick them entry. And whether you think they'll end up with a higher or lower total than that stat in this week's game. You, if you get all your picks, right, you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. I love underdog fantasy. It has brought an entirely new way of betting on sports, making money off of sports to me. And I'm obsessed with it. The app is so user-friendly it's really straightforward and they have games that really just like are easy to understand i was really intimidated getting into sports betting in general when i first started out but underdog fantasy is like a great blend of fantasy slash sports betting that is easy for me to understand and i am so excited that we are partnered with them because i love using their app and i really recommend that you guys get into underdog fantasy you can search it in the app store or click the link in our show notes and you have to sign up with promo code phnx and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, you guys. That is $100 that Underdog is willing to double. That's Underdog Fantasy. Make sure you use promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. And I don't know about you, Tirsten, but I'm in need of some emojis.
1: <laughs> For sure. After the week we've had, absolutely. Oh, no. I actually it's took cool. some last night. I a uh, real story. I took some last night and got the best sleep of my life. No joke. Um i my friend i was hanging out with a girlfriend and uh, i fell asleep on the couch and she took a bunch of uh, sleeping photos of me i was out out cold uh a because i was tired and b because i took an ogs and i just wanted a like a great night's sleep and it helped tremendously i woke up feeling fantastic (laughs) Well, if you want to be like Jason and get the best
0: night sleep of your life, you have to go to your local dispensary and pick up some OGs. They have amazing flavored Arizona-made THC scratch gummies. The orange creamsicle flavor is to die for. It is my absolute favorite thing in this entire world. They also have microdose three milligram options if you are new to the THC gummy world and just want to dip your toes in the water, which I definitely recommend. Those are also delicious and come in a variety of OGs flavors. And we've also partnered with OGs in the flavoring life sweepstakes. One winner will receive three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle, which is my favorite, the tropical flavors an OGs hat, a PHNX shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. You can sign up at gophnx.com or click the link in our show notes and make sure to check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OGs brands. You can also find your pro- their products at your local dispensary, like I mentioned, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase and let me tell you i'm about to go crack open my bag of ogs right now because i need one <laughs> get the weekend started right you know i'll i'll race you to the kitchen deal oh. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of the phoenix sports podcast we appreciate you so 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 much especially all of you in the comments who uh comment along tell us what you're thinking we love to read your comments as we go along as well if you want to be a part of the phnx family go to go phnx.com and sign up for a membership you can get your first month for only 50 cents or an annual membership and you get a free t-shirt from the locker C- coyote cody coyote right here that's an option for you to get i highly recommend he's really cute but become a part of our family we love you hop in our members only discord we want to talk with you whenever you want so ah oh, interested another showdown another friday it another is. friday and another weekend we get to enjoy we hope you guys have a great weekend and we'll see you next friday at 12 30 bye